Hello Rebels, before we kick off today's episode, let me ask you a question. What if we could help you unlock your marketing superpower in one day or less? Actually, to be precise, I mean three hours. Yes, you heard it right. What I'm asking you is three hours of your time to join us for a brand new intensive experience on Marketing Deep Dive. One day masterclass that will help you create marketing strategies that capture hearts and mind. And every single masterclass is going to dive deep into one of our favorite topics of marketing. Maybe that email marketing, hiring, or even automations and beyond. If you want to get the fast track ticket to become irresistible, then I suggest you check out our upcoming marketing deep dive, where you're going to get two hours of hands-on training with lots of exercises and practical group work as well. Plus one hour bonus office hours and Q&A. Oh, and we also have a personalized dashboard and bonus templates to help you apply what you learn in our three hours. And just to put a little bow on it, you also get a certificate of completion to show up wherever you can see. If you'd like to find out what is coming up next and which one is our next marketing deep dive, all you have to do is go to amschool.click slash masterclass. There you'll be able to find our schedule with our upcoming masterclass for you to join. On with today's show. Steph is back. I'm back. Back again. Now, now post production, Steph will add a clap, hopefully. <laughs> well, <I'm t> <laughs> <laughs> While I'm talking to real life Steph, um, Steph now does all the wonderful things about video and podcast, which kind of means you are inceptioning yourself right now. <laughs> and I'm really excited to have you back. Uh, real oh, time thank Steph. you. Oh, it was a pleasure to be back after so long. I'm sure that your listener is like, Steph is back, especially our loyal listeners. You're like, girl is back. And I'm really <laughs> excited to have you. First of all, because we anyway chat all the time about things and school and kind of like experiments and trying things together and for our respective brands and so it's nice to be able to actually be back and start the month because obviously it's September now actually the day before my birthday this comes out so <laughs> and um so I think it was a good reflection piece for me I don't know I think every every birthday that comes up and I know we have birthdays in the same month as well it's like a bit of a reflection piece just kind of thinking about you know what has happened in the last year what has changed and so I wanted to do it a bit on, um, since we're again, birthday friends, in a bit of a business perspective as well and kind of do some reflections about some of the things we've changed and tried and, and learned and how we're going to apply them to things. I don't know if you're ready for this. I'm already going really, really deep. Uh, this is a very deep roundup today. <laughs> well, going straight to the deep end is totally fine. Always, always. Talking about that, actually, I was thinking, well, in a year, a lot of things can change. And I genuinely think for both of us have, which has been what has been really cool to actually kind of sit back down and talk about things but also I say this a lot I think we struggle in general as people especially as marketers especially as people who are even creators potentially to stop and reflect and look at things and also give kudos to ourselves so dear listener if you're listening which you are I also encourage you to press pause for a second and just tell yourself that you're doing fucking great because you are even if you don't feel like it you're doing really great because another year passed from last year and you're here today. And even if you don't realize you've learned so much from everything you've done. So just press pause, tell yourself I'm doing fucking great. And then you can come back and I will do it mentally as well. Steph, if you want to do it too, 
But yeah, hit pause if you need to hear it today. I'm telling you, but you can even tell yourself. And with that in mind, hopefully you press pause and you did that. One, I wanted to talk about three things for ourselves that we have learned and experimented that have been very interesting that we learned a lot about. And I'm going to start actually with one that definitely brings Steph at the centerpiece of this, which is our YouTube channel, because uh, you have been a confidant, you've been a trusted advisor, a beacon of light when it comes to <laughs> trying and sometimes failing. And I want to talk about failures because we love to talk about failures as much as successes when it comes to our baby channel, which is still baby. And I'm embracing that because Steph warned me and you know, because you, you're learning a lot, you'll be learning a lot about video. It's so much more work than what we think. God damn it. <laughs> you said, well, we talked about the deep end. You went into the deep end with that one too. So it keeps on theme. <laughs> and you actually said to me, well, we're going to try things and we're going to see. And what I love about the fact that thinking about the last um, probably six months for this, that we tried it seriously from the beginning of the year. What has been interesting is that also the um, evolution of YouTube and YouTube channels has been so huge in the past six months and definitely since you tried also with your own with your old one uh, excited to see more stuff coming up on any channel of staffs as well so keep an eye out we'll let you know when something comes soon I'm hoping because you're very talented but also I love the fact that you're constantly experimenting so we tried a lot of things on our side and I'm going to give us a bit of a run through of some of the good and the bad and then I want to hear also staff your opinion not just about what we've learned but also about the evolution I think of what YouTube is going especially for the huge number of new people that are coming into the space because we are new to it because uh, we never really invested time and then I think last year before we bought our house I had it in my mind and then obviously I had everything take a break because it took us an extra six months to get into the house and I tried to do stuff on the go it just wasn't good for my mental well-being <laughs> because one lesson that I learned and I'm pretty sure you will agree with me as well is that you can do it from wherever. That's the beauty of it. But definitely this day and age and right now, you want to start from a place of kind of knowing where you are, having your own space and having time to kind of play with things and figure it out. And starting on the go is really, really stressful. That's what I have found. And I don't know if that resonates with you as well, because you've been also on the go for the last couple of months. But I think the element of stability can really help feeling confident about trying new things, especially when it comes to the medium video. And bringing people into your space, right? Because it's also a physical space element, isn't it? Yeah, no, totally. It resonates very strongly with, I mean, even just the hurdle for most people to start of like, oh, I don't have this, I don't have that. And I think that also comes into play where if you don't feel settled and you don't feel like you kind of feel safe enough to start, then it's a massive wall to kind of get over. Some people do it and they just go, you know what, this is raw, this is a more of a vlog than something like sit down and you know it works for them so in some aspect there's that realm that does work for quite a lot of people but I do think in your case you were moving about it was never the same you didn't know what kind of setting you had you had issues with a lot of noise from traffic because the windows you know little things like that that obviously you try your best and then you go and watch it again and you just it's unusable because literally the noise was too much and then the mic you know mics might not work 
work or things go wrong all the time and if you're doing it in a space where you have to deal with that too when you're probably just starting out it's a lot to take on I think there's some very well seasoned people that obviously they travel for doing it and the and you know they've got their gear they've got all their setup set so they know exactly if I'm in a room no matter where it is I can still do it but if like with us it's kind of a starting point and you're still kind of learning as you go it can be quite unsettling and yeah just a big hurdle I think to get past even on top of everything else that kind of stops you mentally from even starting and I know personally like if I record I'm always wary like I don't want any mess or junk in the background like it's the same thing like if someone comes to my house to visit I, you know you always like clean up a bit beforehand I think it's just that same thing where you just want to make you want to put your best self forwards and if you're not in a space either even physically or mentally it can be really a struggle to kind of start even though there is obviously the advice of there's no better time to start than right now and i think that's very important to say as well and it leads me to my second point about this which was when as you said i felt mentally physically settled enough and the room that we're currently in or I'm currently in that you have seen, if you watched any of our videos, any of our training, or most of our training, I should say, is now in my office. But we were building the office for six months and that could have stopped us. But at that point, I just said, we're just going to start because I felt that there was enough for us to start. But also we were in a really good position, which comes to our first failure of obviously starting from zero. So we have probably a time of recording like 50 Maybe more, I should know. I know. Again, I'm not even tracking it at the moment because uh, there's so much going on, but we don't have a lot of subscribers and that's okay. But also it was a great space. This space is a great space for you to try things. And we tried a lot of stuff. The biggest failure, if you want to call it failure, was the, so these roundups actually, because we brought it back. That was mainly the podcast at the beginning with a combination of that and some interviews. And then it became only interviews. And then we brought the roundups back because I enjoy them so much. And you, dear listener, enjoy them. So yay, double yay. And first I was doing them on my own again, more like social media news only because that's what the roundup were. But I was just doing like a 10 minute, five minute video. And because I didn't want to add more work to Steph and I wasn't sure if it was going to work, I did it myself at first and it was five minutes and it was heavily kind of very fast paced. So I added a lot of B-rolls and a lot of switches of things and then used Steph to cover for a few before I decided looking at the data, I was like, nah. And we came back to the drawing board and we were like, this is probably not what the audience wants. This is not kind of how we want to present the channel based on the user intent of the people that we want to talk to. Because obviously different people do different things. So we are keeping the podcast interviews, which was good because we had such a long break on the podcast interviews that allowed us to kind of start a backlog. So we're kind of working on those. We actually talked about and discussed about some of the approach for those. Uh, which I would love uh, for you to recap some of the highlights of that. But I just wanted to say, before we started thinking, okay, let's make these interviews as good as possible before we understand how what to add potentially to it, just to have other type of videos that work though. But without me trying to do the roundups and seeing that they were not working, they were not the right thing for us, for our audience. And I want people also to look at the school. I think I wouldn't have been able, obviously, to fully let it go or know that that wasn't right. So it kind of stung a bit because of the amount of time and obviously the amount of work, but we were kind of open to try it and see. And I told Steph, we're going to try a few and then if it doesn't work, we're going to kind of leave it. Because the roundups are working for the podcast, 
they're keeping them as audio. We just realized that there was no point in doing elaborate video snippets and or elaborate videos for these. And so the snippets are very much a couple of little extracts from the TED Talks. Very simple, very straightforward, if we can manage to do them. And the audio is really where it comes first. But we thought about actually how to elevate slightly the podcast video. So I would love for you to tell me a bit about what you have taken on from that, what you have learned, what are some of your thoughts, because obviously it's a great way to repurpose, but also we learned as well. There are some things that we had to edit to make it as inviting as possible. And I think it changed also the audio interviews that you're going to hear literally from this week. It was the first one this week of recording onwards. We're back. And I think it changed a bit of that as well. So can you tell us a bit more about that? Because that was obviously the second experiment, I guess, um, <laughs> that we did in the last couple of months. Yeah, definitely don't feel in our journey there's any failures. There's only been lessons. Yeah, going from, I think we started from a place where we're just going to try this and do it the way we think that it's going to work. And it's also looking at what is realistically doable, because I, I feel that's another thing where we're just like, yeah, we'll do all these episodes, all these snippets. Um, we can add this, we can add that. And then realistically, when you break it down, that's a hell of a lot of work. And also, as you said, then looking back and forth with the data and where are the people and what do they want? I think if you're just working just harder and adding all the stuff to make it look pretty or B-roll or anything like that, but it's still not getting across the message or people aren't really resonating with it, then it's kind of wasted time, I think, um, rather than pushing us forward. And I was, like we say, our motto is like, always try and move the boat forwards with whatever we're doing. And I think with the evolution of how we worked on it was we started, yeah, the snippets that are short and sweet and just by yourself. And I feel like that, that in my mind is kind of like a little newsreel. Obviously, as it didn't work, then we adapted and also how we approached it. So it wasn't just the way we talked about it. We could repurpose. I think that was also something we were very conscious that as much as we're thinking, OK, so this is the podcast audio, but how does it then translate to maybe a visual? And how are we talking about a subject or, a, you know, a guest introductions and snippet like that? How can then we make that more interesting visually? And that also comes with how do we think about interviews? How do we think about presenting the news? And it is trying to figure out it, if it works with podcast, it might not work as a video and vice versa, where if you're obviously very visual driven and you're making an episode that is all about the visual, when you try and translate that as a podcast, there's a bit missing because people can't see what you're talking about. Um, so I think is like bearing that in mind that we've kind of worked through a lot of these things. And then even now with the evolution of the way we're sort of planning things and with the guest also, like how we're asking the questions and then how does that translate to sort of the YouTube video um, and the snippets too. And I feel making sure that our time was used in the best way possible of where are the snippets best pushed forward. So obviously visuals and then where do we want people to go? And I feel like if our strong point is the podcast and we're obviously wanting to now translate that to YouTube, like it's that thing where we're still figuring out what works best and with the evolution of it. And I feel like you say we've got 50 plus videos, but 
I definitely think, you know, it it would take a hundred to even figure out even more information about what works and what doesn't, not only for us, as you said, but also for the listeners and the viewers, because it's that thing of finding the middle ground with what can we do that we enjoy doing and not doing it in a way that actually it's, you know, we find tedious or not fun anymore. And then what can we bring to people watching it and how can we bring that information especially as a school where we want to push that forwards that we're not just you know randomly talking to people there's a purpose behind it so I don't know what do you think about all of that what I love about that as well was the element of purpose and one final example I'm going to bring about this because obviously I agree with all of it because we discussed it and we kind of agreed I love the fact that you reminded us that failures are actually lessons so just highlighting it one more time in case, once again, dear Alyssa, you needed to hear that today. Uh, and one of the lessons as well that we tried, like, on a practical level was actually refining, for example, the introductions to the podcast, uh, which we use mainly for the YouTube element, but also the flow of the interviews, which might have worked well and okay for the interview as an audio, but we figured out if we wanted to also cross-reference it, we needed to kind of refine it. And I think overall, as well as improving for our viewer, it also definitely, you will let us know by the way, but definitely it also improves it from a listening perspective. And it's also not being afraid to slightly shift, maybe remove some of the questions, maybe change some of them, depending on what we really want to achieve. And, you know, we're going to use the intros as well we talked about, as more of a way to add a, almost like an element of trailers, which we're going to experiment like later on with some of the uh, new kind of podcasts that we're going to kind of create. So that, that can become a snippet in itself and it can be a bit more elaborate, but then keep other things simpler because, as you said, everything that we feel is a quick thing is not. It's a lot more work <laughs> than what we think. That was a big lesson, I think, from both yeah. of us. So it's almost a combination also making our life easier as well. Uh, which is a big thing. And it leads me to my final experiment, just that I wanted to touch on because at the time of recording, it just happened. Sorry, no, at the time of, the time of recording, it hasn't happened. By the time of coming out, it has happened. So maybe next time we'll talk about it in depth in our roundup of cool things. We're going to talk about the summit that you might have heard at the beginning of this episode as well. Maybe like we reminded you of it. But the summit happened on the 5th of September and I want to talk about a couple of things that I've learned from having run lots of in-person, talking about three to 400 people in London, all the way to online summits with my old company. Then we take a, took a break with our marketing school for this summit, which also, if you joined us, hello, it was nice to see you there. Steph was also in the crowd as well. She's going to be helping us. So thank you, Steph, as always. And... Um, <laughs> always around if I can rope her in but one of the things that I had to get reminded is that you know before events like this actually were a lot easier to to bring people in and it's a free it was a free event but what I had to realize is actually the amount of promotion the amount of uh, pushing and talking about it compared to what it would have been a couple of years ago has been a lot bigger everything has been a lot more refined Alex or Mosey did his huge summit to the promotion of his book like a huge event one day event on a Saturday a couple of months back and there's a lot to learn from how much value he provided from how much he pushed it for how much he promoted it because actually even a free event even something like this which we are now having 16 speakers uh, for this event so it's huge we slightly started collecting them I think there's a misunderstanding of actually how much work goes into something that is free. And it's obviously a free conference to bring leads, to bring people to get to know about the school and our amazing people that we have involved as well. I think we tend to forget about actually how much 
work these things now require to get enough people to come through, especially when our time is our most valuable asset. So the biggest lessons for me before hosting it, so I'll let you know once we've hosted it, obviously, because we're recording this a bit earlier, right before this happens. So the promotional lessons, and then we'll talk about, obviously, the actual event lessons once it's happened. Promotional lessons have been to batch and streamline communication for the speakers, because currently it's basically me and the lovely Steph doing everything behind the scenes. Uh, and Steph obviously does a lot of the production of content, whereas obviously everything else kind of falls on these lovely shoulders. And I think one of the realizations was the amount of time that it takes just to, you know, tend to the speakers, follow up on them, creating the briefs. I am a very bubbly person, as you will know, but I am also very professional in the way that I work and I want to make people feel like we're not just winging it which means though there's a lot of work involved. So that first lesson led me to really, really harness the power of Notion and Zapier as integrations, so much so that we're actually going to do a little kind of breakdown of how we have set this up for our students. So from the student community in our all-access library, uh, we're actually going to do that because um, our students want to know how we did it. And I want to really break it down and share some of the systems that we used. But that was invaluable. I mean, I sadly started setting it up midway through because obviously I realized it was taking too much time. But that was one thing. So identifying some of the areas that were taking us a lot of time. And then Steph, because I never lie to you or the dear listener, it took me about eight hours, eight hours. I did a whole day on a Saturday to schedule all the promotion for this event. We have over 17 touch points across six platforms, including email. I'm not taking any chances, plus a couple of paid promotions as well. And obviously the speakers and the partners. And I think it's really important to remind people if they are offered to help about that and about their help because that's another thing you cannot assume that just because they do it they're actually gonna you know have the time to remind themselves of promoting and sharing I think it's really important that you help them and you remind them and you give them everything they need so that's been a lesson it takes a lot more than what we'd expect what's going to be nice next time we catch up is to talk about the results of it what has brought up good bad and ugly but that's been a big thing for me has been really realizing that streamlining and identifying some areas that require more work and making the time for that has been huge, huge for us. And honestly, I think that's one of the things that sometimes we forget is how much time you said it earlier. It takes us to do things like this and actually make that time for it. But yeah, I think the in the, the, the space has changed. I don't know if you've seen it as well, especially with some of the other creators that you follow, but I think that we've seen that there's a lot more time and a lot more touch points to promote anything, even when it's free. And I think it's because of the change in behaviors in users. I don't know if I'm the only person that has seen it because, again, I've seen myself and obviously Alex's event for his book. But it's not just about I mention it once and everybody comes. I think there's a lot more touch points needed these days to get people's attention. I've seen it a lot where it is that thing where you have to remember if you say it once, there's literally only a very small percentage of people that might even see it, let alone then to see more of it. And I think it's just, it goes, I was talking to someone else uh, recently at the weekend and they're in the music industry and it's the same thing where access to being online is great but it means there's a 
big saturation of everything happening. So everyone's got something going on. Everyone's promoting something they've done because obviously everyone's amazing and they're creating amazing things that needs to be put out to the world. But that means there's a, a lot of people and a lot of voices all at once. And I think it's the same with trying to go from the level of anyone can do it to then being also aware of trying to elevate yourself to make sure that people understand for example like the value of our school the value of everything that we've done for so long and how that isn't the same as someone that's just you know kind of a bit lower tier just starting out I think it's positioning our value I think is the thing that we want to really come across with and in order for people to really understand that, we need to be able to say it many times over. And I think that's something you taught me even like from the beginning of you're not spamming people unless you're targeting one person saying it a hundred times. Like you're not spamming people by trying to say it on different platforms at different times, have your strategy in place to really bring that up like over the space of a month to really build that event up and now people have so much going on that you have to like even us and I think it's also like trying to see it through the other person's eye like we're making so much promotion because we know people are busy we know people have a lot going on there's a lot of different things that they could potentially go to so how do we get to their inbox or through their socials to say hey we've got something that I think would really be valuable to you and we want to share it with you and I think it's just harder than ever to kind of put yourself out there and there's also a, a, a slight shift I've seen with a few people where they've been everywhere and they're trying to be everywhere all at once and it doesn't work because it's so much time and it's so much effort and it's so much work to be across everywhere even if you repurpose even if you batch there's still an enormous amount of work and I think a lot of people I feel are starting to go more into what is working where and how can I put my time and effort in those specific things rather than trying to do a hundred. I'll only do a couple, but really, really well. And I think there's also a slight shift with some people are getting more targeted to where things work for them and other people are still like across the board because that also works for them. I love that you mentioned that mainly because every single roundup we've had, we talked to Emma, we talked to Jess, uh, we always say it has been a constant for us in the last month and a half. We, we've said there has been a shift where we're focusing on the quality of the platforms, even before the content element, quality of the platforms as in the platforms that we really want to show up and we really want to invest our time in versus being everywhere at all times and kind of how that shifts. And for us, for example, what's been interesting is, which again will lead to a conversation for another day for sure, is how I kind of choose where to be as old marketing school a bit more and where I choose to be as myself. And then myself as a personal brand can pick up some of the basic things that maybe we share, for example, on Twitter or even on LinkedIn as the school and then reshare it as myself as a combination by putting a bit less pressure, for example, on our company LinkedIn. And I think it's finding that balance when you're doing that and it really helped me put that pressure on the quality. And also one more thing before we go today is also an element of maybe understanding which uh, medium you love more. So if you do love the video aspect, then obviously you will naturally pose for some platforms where you know you can show up on video. And I think it's actually us giving ourselves the grace to know that even if carousels work really well, if you despise creating carousels, for God's sake, don't create carousels. 
honestly, yeah. life is too short for you to <laughs> have to slave over it and hate it. This is my kind of main takeaway from the day. Thank you, everybody. First of all, thank you, Steph, for being back with us. Super excited. Well, thank you for having me. What a beautiful early birthday gift. <laughs> and um, team, if you want to give us one more early birthday gift, um, come and obviously check us out both at our student library if you're interested to become part of the community, events, all of our courses, lots of templates as well, ways to make your marketing easier, more fun and smarter. You go to AMS, sorry, amschool.click, that's the one, amschool.click slash library. And obviously applications are still open for our certification is coming up in October. So you can go to amschool.click slash curriculum to get the curriculum and check it out because it's happening in a couple of weeks and we cannot wait to be back for one more cohort before the end of the year. As always, it's been a pleasure. We'll be back next week with a couple of surprising different roundups for the next couple of weeks as we are both actually away. So we have um, planned in advance. See, that's how you do it as well. Uh, with a couple of very interesting introductions to some of the teachers that are teaching some of our guest masterclasses, which I'm so excited for you to meet them and connect with them. But as always, we'll be back next time. And in the meantime, class dismissed.